0: Today, on Commitment to Truth. See, many times we want our loved ones and friends in the world to say, stop sinning. Sometimes the only way they're going to stop sinning is that you give yourself up. Sometimes the only way your son, who you want to come to know Jesus, will stop sinning is that you must give yourself up. You want to reach your husband? Give yourself up. You want to reach your neighbor? Give yourself up. It always takes a sacrifice to give people victory over sin. It doesn't start stop with Jesus. We know His work completes it, it finishes, but it also
1: empowers us to do the same. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message.
0: So we have been in a series we've entitled for you, Gone Fishing, Let Down Your Nets. And within this series, we wanted to encourage the body of Christ that it's time to go fishing and let down our nets to become fishers of men, women, and children of all nations and tribes and tongues. Now, to accomplish this, we realize that uh, we must grow comfortable with this holy interruption of Jesus, just like you saw and we've seen in the text that Jesus just intruded the space and time of fishermen and said, hey, everything you've been doing up to this point, you gotta change. And, And I believe that's what happens to us as followers of Jesus Christ, We must be willing to do what we've always done differently if we're expecting to catch some fish. Um, That then means that we must be willing to obey, listen and obey the instructions of the Holy One. Spirit of God who lives within us, right? Spirit of Christ who lives within us. So therefore, as we're fishing in this world, this sinful, dark Deep world, it requires a sensitivity to the spirit of God. A sensitivity to the spirit of God. I believe nowadays more than ever, there must be this acts, right? The acts of the Holy Spirit. I like to add through the Holy, uh, through the apostles, the acts of the Holy Spirit are still true in the followers of Jesus Christ today. So there has to be the sensitivity of where the fish, how the fish, when the fish, don't fish, keep your mouth closed, say something, do something, don't do anything. And there's, it's so important to, to do this, side note, even on social media. Allowing him to change, alter, reconstruct, however we do what we do to fish for people. So again... Uh, this there needs to be the sensitivity to listen and obey to Christ precisely like never before. So, in doing so, the promise, as we're going to continue to learn, is that there then should be this filling of our nets to capacity. So, before we go on, I want you to evaluate your net. In other words, if there's no fish in your net. Right. Or let me say it this way. If today, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, and I would say if you're more than three to five years old as a follower of Jesus Christ, so I draw that premise from Paul's conversation with the church at Corinth, his first encounter with him to his, third, his second encounter with him when he wrote Second Corinthians. Three to five years, it says, he says there should be more fathers among you. So if you've been walking with Jesus for three to five years or more, are you a father and a mother in the faith? In other words, is there someone that you have led to Christ yourself? Is there someone in your life that is completely dependent on you for a season of their life? Are they calling you late at night, early in the morning, asking you Bible questions? Are they calling you, asking you how to navigate life? Like, how do I love my wife as Christ loved the church? How do I honor and respect my husband? How do I raise my children in a fear and admonition of the Lord? How do I respect my authority on the job? Just basic life questions. Are people ringing you up, texting you, and saying, you know what? I need your help. Father me. Mother me in the faith. If it isn't, then that's Symbolic of empty nets. No one's calling you and bugging you. No one is causing you to lose sleep. Like a parent, right? If no one is sick around you and they're asking you, you, you have to be able to... S- you got to take personal inventory. So as, as we navigate this terrain in this message, it's super important to really look at your nets and say, shucks, what's going on? Is there a hole in my net that I have to repair, right? Am I fishing in the wrong pond? Am I using the wrong lure? Whatever it is, there has to be some proper correction here. So that being said, within this series, we've been doing, we're gonna accomplish three things. One, identifying our excuses. We did that a few weeks ago. What's our excuse about fishing? Tons of excuses, don't have time, right? Secondly, we begin to deal with the hindrances. We're going to get deeper into that today. What are the hindrances of normalcy? Just doing what's normal and how it can hinder your ability to fish well. And then we're going to uncover our, our increased effectiveness when we follow Christ's lead, so if you could open now to the book of John, chapter twenty-one, we're going to be in probably verses one through six today. So when life becomes the norm, there's a problem, and that's challenging to think about that because that's so many times what we pursue—normacy. I'm gonna find a house. I wanna settle down. I don't wanna change a community. Right? I want my kids to be in the same school system until they graduate, right? You know, I wanna be on the same job potentially that provides me room for growth, or I have this this track that I want to go on for my education, for my business, right? We, we want normalcy. We don't want, we don't want holy interruptions in our marriage, in our family. You know, when kids grow up, they start changing. They become abnormal. <laughs> 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 and I say that affectionately because we've all one day, we all at one time were children, right? So, but when life becomes normal, then there's a problem. When we still just we want to do the same thing the same way all the time and don't give room for the spirit of God to change, alter, reconstruct things. There's a problem because the same God who rescued the children of Israel out of Egypt is the same God who still says, follow me by a cloud by day and a fire by night. Same God. Same God, listen, who says, Moses, I want you to strike the rock, but this time around I want you to speak to the rock. Same God. Same God who says the way you prepare uh, bread, right, is you use leaven. It's the same God who said it's time to go and I'm, 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 I want to lead you out of Egypt in bondage, but this time I don't want you to use leavened bread. Same God. Still giving you food, Right? <laughs> But this time it may be tasty cakes from heaven, sweet bread, you know, manna. And manna means, what is it? That's the definition of the word manna. Manna is like, okay, what is this stuff? We've never seen it before. But yet God is saying, I'm still feeding you. So if you look at verses 1 through 3 first, it says, After these things, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, who was called Didymus, Nathaniel of Canaan, in Galilee, the son of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are coming with you. <laughs> They went out, got into the boat, and that that night they caught nothing. So think about this. Jesus met them while they were fishing. Now he's, he's he's gone to the cross, right? His resurrection, and or he is now communicating to him again at the same place that he met him before, and he says, Hey, guys, I see you're going back to what is normal. You spent all this time. So you can say, OK, you spent chapter 1 through 20 with me. And then now you're going right back to what's normal. Sure did. <laughs> so Listen. This first part of verse three, it says, I am going fishing. The word going means this, to withdraw oneself. I'm withdrawing myself, and I'm going back to do what I've always done. And that's kind of like how we, we operate many times. We withdraw, and we just go back to what's normal.
1: Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Hello, this is Cedric Brown, and I would like to personally
0: invite you out to an exciting event that is taking place on January 31st at 7 p.m. It will be the first of four South Jersey Metro Philadelphia prayer gatherings located in Collingswood, New Jersey at the Scottish Rite Auditorium. Will you join me again January 31st at 7 p.m., at the Scottish Rite Auditorium in Collingswood, New Jersey. I look forward to seeing you there. God
1: bless you. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. This Normacy
0: will always do this. It will always influence your friends. And that's what you see here. It says, guess what? We're going with you. No matter what you think, you have the power and privilege to influence people around you. It could be your wife, it could be your husband, it could be your children, it could be your parents, it could be a co-worker, it could be a close friend. No matter, it could be your parents, whoever it is. Normalcy influences those people around you. It says, I'm coming with you, which means that you know, I'm following you. I'm not just coming with you, I'm following you. Because, Peter, you suggested to go back fishing, to go back to what we normally do. But then you also find this is that normacy for normacy's sake is always fruitless. So again, there's a there's important. It's important to have some form of normalcy, right? You get up, you brush your teeth, you comb your hair, right? That's normalcy. So if you don't get up, you brush don't brush your teeth, there's going to be problems, right? Because, right? So there's some important normalcies that occur, but just being normal, just for normal sake, because it's routine ultimately ends up being fruitless. And that's why he says that night they caught nothing. And remember, we, we defined this word nothing uh, with the merriam webster Dictionary that says this. It's the absence of all magnitude or quantity, zero or zilch. So, normacy from normalcy's sake would ultimately end up in a big zero. It's fruitless. Just being normal to be normal or, listen, being normal because of fear, being normal because well this is the only thing I know being normal because I don't want to do this because it's going to take me out of a comfort zone or it's going to right or it, it's going to cause problems or troubles if I do something different both emotionally or externally with my friends and those I influence normal for normal sake normalcy's sake will always be fruitless. That's in any arena of life, any arena of life. if you're an independent business person. Being normal and doing business normally for normalcy's sake will ultimately mean you will go bankrupt. Because you have to shift. And that's the same thing with followers of Jesus Christ. We cannot be people who just come to church every single Sunday and there's no transformational, powerful work that he's doing within that then causes you to do something courageously outside the walls. Right? So nothing, again, is zero. You see, God has always given mankind the freedom to do what mankind ever wants to do. He gave Adam and Eve a garden. They had no need at all. But they did what was normal. Which ultimately has caused us to do what was normal. And normalcy ultimately ends up being sinful. Listen to what the scriptures start to affirm here. Because this abuse of freedom... Is always a cover up for sin. Listen to what First Peter chapter 2, verse 16 says act as free people, but do not use your freedom or your liberty as a covering or a pretext or justification for evil. But use it as a bond servant of God that you're obligated to Him. But yet, listen, in in James chapter 4, verse 13 through 17, there's this challenge. It says that even though we can do whatever we want to do, tomorrow's not promised to anybody. So it says, come now, you who say tomorrow, uh, today or tomorrow, we will go and do such and uh, such city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. For you are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills or he desires, have in mind, takes in delight. So in other words, whatever the Lord desires, has in his mind, not my own mind, or whatever he takes delight in, not what I delight in, we will live and also do this or that. If this is what he wants, And many times what he wants is not normal. Verse 16 says, but as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Verse 17, please underline it. It says this. So for one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it for him, it's sin. God, I know you're telling me. I should probably fish in this pond, but I'm just not going to do it because I normally go here. Well, you know, God, I know something within me is saying, go to that Wawa. You always hear me give this example, you know, because I always get my coffee there. But he said, no, I don't want you to go to that Wawa this morning. Well, you know, that's my favorite Starbucks. It's on the way to work, right, God? So, you know, I'm being a good steward of time, but yet someone within is saying, no, I want you to take an alternate route to work to go to that Starbucks because I have a divinely appointed opportunity for you to, for you to fish there. Well, you know, my favorite grocery store is, well, you know, I know the owls, I know the peep, right? Uh, I can get in and get out. God said, no, I want you to go, five miles in the other direction because there's a cashier who I want you to smile at today. You see, our normalcy may not be the right thing. It could even be sin that causes fruitlessness. And it's fruitlessness is always, listen, it's always an indicator of an opportunity to change the norm. If you don't see fruit, why do you continue to do it the same way? If you're the only one doing your ministry, don't get mad at the people who's not showing up. Change the norm. If you if you have not had the opportunity to share your faith, could it be God is saying you should probably add to your friend base? Got to change the norm. You see, again, zero fish means it's time to listen to the Holy Spirit and do something differently. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Cedric of Commitment Church with another weekly wire. I'm sure you can look around us today, around you today, and you can see that there are so many opportunities before man like never, ever before. You can post videos like this to reach the world. You can tweet. You can Instagram. You can Facebook. You can YouTube. And I'm sure I'm missing uh, some other opportunities that are out there. Listen, even in corporate America, if if you position yourself well and you promote yourself well on your resume or or whatever form of self-promotion, you can get your name out there before uh, many people. But there's a Bible verse that says this. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. I believe that God has gifted you, gifted me, gifted us with something special for his glory and for the good of others that some way, somehow, finds itself before great men. I believe there's no need to self-promote or get your name out there, if you would, or or be, be presented in a way that maybe doesn't fully represent yourself. But always remember that what God has given you on the inside will find itself one day, one way, working its way on the outside before the right people at the right time. And uh, the Bible also says this, promotion comes neither from the east nor the west, but from the hand of God. So try not to self promote, try not to get your name out there before great men. Uh, you know why? It's because if God has put it in you, it's gonna ooze out of you and it's gonna find itself before the right people at the right time all the time. We hope you enjoyed this sample of our weekly wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org.
1: Thank you again for listening to our series, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers.